All right, welcome to episode 55 of The Next Report, where we talk about Unix and Overlook pop culture. Um, we have a very, very special show today. Uh, Stephen Hopkins is actually going to hey, start showcasing. Yeah, there he is. He's going to be showcasing uh, some stuff today, because the topic for today, mobile devices, mobile <laughs> from tablets to smartphones um, and in modern e-readers which are glorified tablets <laughs> anyway so we we kind of we kind of meant we kind of segued last episode regarding all of that and i actually i actually tried to see um, what can happen if if you try to use your phone as your primary computing device? And we'll kind of get into that t- a little bit later. But um, what does like you've been looking at Android L and you showed me some of the interfaces and such like that, and it kind of reminds me of of you know the appearance of. Um, you know, Chrome OS is late too. It looks like they are kind of converging and look and feel to a point. They are a little bit. And um, I, I wrote a little quick app that I'm going to show you guys here in a minute. Uh, if I can get this thing to go onto the home screen. There we go. Anyway, uh, if, if you guys have um, Android 4.4 KitKat, some of the design is still similar uh all the way from 4.0 to 4.4, only only some things changed. Mostly was was the internal design of, the, of an app, and uh, one of the biggest things that most people probably notice when you look at this is the buttons down at the bottom. The buttons that you're used to, your back button, your home button, and your uh, applications button have all changed, and it, it looks like you might be playing with a PlayStation right now because it's a triangle, a circle, and a square. And like, for example, you open up the square, it brings up what's supposed to be, you can probably see these transparent things here, oh, there we go, transparent uh, windows here, which will be the apps that you would have open, and I don't know why it's not showing things up right, maybe it might be a bug or something, but anyway, um, I made this little app here just to kind of show you what the design and everything looks like, so I'm going to open it up. Anyway, up at the top is like your title for your uh, your app, and uh, over on the right, since um, a lot of new phones don't have an actual tactile keyboard down at the bottom, which is a physical button you can touch, and it'll give you like vibration feedback and everything else. Up at the top, you have a uh, basically a menu that you can go into and you uh, settings or whatever. That's just an example, a placeholder of what you can do with the app. There's all kinds of stuff. I don't think there's any apps out for Android L at the moment. So anyway, your circles, your home button, you go there, and then you can go into your apps, and then you've got all your Google apps and everything else that come with the phone. Uh, messaging's changed probably a little bit. If it'll open, it's a little slow on the emulator, but uh, I think that's pretty much the same design as it was for. Uh, uh, 4.4 with maybe some minor changes. Uh, anyway, 
I also have an emulator of Firefox OS up and running. And this, I don't know why it's so much smaller, but... Uh, let's see. Okay, maybe I can't make it bigger. Anyway. But it's, it's very similar to Android, your iOS device, that you can have... Um, you got your shortcut icons down here on the bottom. You got a phone, your dialer. Um, you got your messages, and the design is much different here than it was in like uh, Ubuntu Touch or uh, Android or anything else. What's that? Oh, that's your contacts. Okay, I don't know why that's not loading. Oh, apparently I don't have a SIM card. I wonder why. There's a web browser, and you can. It's got your history over here, your bookmarks. I don't think I've done anything with it, so I don't think... I don't know what that is. Apparently I have some uh, Spanish bookmarks that's already been prepared for me. That's great. So I don't I don't need to worry about making some Spanish bookmarks. So there we go. Uh, then I guess this is to... Okay. In this emulator, I guess I can emulate coordinates for uh, a GPS, since I'm not actually physically interacting with the GPS, uh, I can put in whatever coordinates. I could probably put in like Argentina or something, I don't know, and say I'm in Argentina. But anyway, you got some settings here, and it's, it's a very sim similar layout to what Android would be, like down at the bottom, it's got information about your device. Uh, it says your software version, and for those of you that don't know, Gecko is basically the rendering engine that um, Firefox is used for ever uh, see what's some more information. Oh, like here you can find out like your IP address and uh, build numbers and stuff that most people don't really care about. Hardware revision, your MAC address. I don't physically have a MAC address because it's a virtual machine, so I have 42 gigs of available storage. That's probably all emulated as well. <laughs> so and you'd probably go in here to turn on your Wi-Fi and everything else, or you can... Okay, you can drop down. Here's, like, just like on Android, you can pull pull this down and uh, turn on your Wi-Fi, turn it off. Uh, I think that is your GPS locator. Uh, airplane mode, Bluetooth, settings. Go back to the settings I was at. So, in, in a lot of ways, it's very similar to Android. Oh, one thing I didn't talk about in Android... Let's go back to Android now. Over here, uh, they've integrated Android a lot more with uh, Google Plus. So, like, if you swipe down for your notifications, uh, and then you can swipe down a second time. Let me see if I can get it to do it. Oh, come on! This would be easier on a touch screen. Come on, you can do it. <laughs> nope. Well, anyway, let me see if I can get it down a little bit farther. Maybe not. I'm having a horrible day with this. Well, basically, what it is is what what used to be up here at the top in uh, Android, like your you could turn on your Wi-Fi, your uh, your GPS, your uh, Bluetooth, all that other stuff, turn it to vibrate and everything. All that other stuff is basically you swipe from the top of the screen twice now, and it's supposed to bring that down. One more try. One more try. <laughs> it's just not wanting to cooperate, but. The top up here has been changed. You've got your, your time over here, and they no longer show the date. So those of you that rely on your phone to find out what date it is, now you have to go to your calendar. And over here on the right side, you see this little uh, person icon. 
that's what I was talking about when it's been more integrated in Google Plus. Right here, if you uh, sign in with your Google account, uh, your Google Plus account is going to integrate with it more, and it's going to have your uh, profile picture show up right there. So uh, some of these icons have changed a little bit. Uh, let me see. I don't think there's anything else I can remember. Oh, there's the date. I knew they put it somewhere. When you swipe down a second time, it'll show up with the date underneath there. You'll see it right here underneath the uh, time. And then uh, another thing you can probably see up there at the top is it says cast screen. For those of you that are uh, familiar with the uh, Google Chromecast technology, which is basically like a little thing that plugs into your HDMI port and a USB port on your TV, you can share your screen from your phone, your tablet, your Chromebook, uh, I think soon to be coming to Linux and Mac devices. I don't know exactly, but uh, it'll allow you sh allow you to share your screen. You can watch videos, YouTube stuff, uh, whatever you're doing on your phone. You can watch it on your TV. So it's 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 pretty interesting. It's pretty neat. Um, I don't know of anything on uh, your f on Firefox, but uh, Firefox OS is designed to be cheap for cheap smartphones. Not cheap, but um, low power phones, very low power phones, uh, and easily accessible, open source, just like the Android Open Source Project. Um, both are great projects and very interesting. Yeah, I, I, I noticed that, that um, the interface for L seems to be kind of like more flatter to a point colors that are easier to render so it might save some battery life um, there's also uh, you know it's interesting looking at Firefox OS and going and you know noticing how they're trying to aim for people who don't want to spend a whole lot of money on, on their phones so, um, except I, I haven't run into any Firefox phones here in the U.S. It's mainly overseas that you run into that, too. Yeah, for the most part, I believe almost all of Firefox phones are sold in the uh, overseas, like in the U.K. and uh, places around Europe. I, don't, I, I think you can pick some up online. A lot. One of the big manufacturers that has been slowly, steadily increasing in the U.S. is uh, ZTE. I know we sell some of those phones here, at, even in Walmart stores. You can buy a ZTE phone, but the uh, the Firefox phone, I believe, is the ZTE Open. I don't quote me on that, but I think that's what it is. Well, we can look it up really fast. Um, yeah, I believe it is the ZTE Open, but you should be able to buy that online. I'm seeing some Google prices showing up right now for anything ranging between $300, which is for the Open C. I don't know what that is, but that's on eBay. And $60 brand new on um, Newegg.com. So, <laughs> and that's just for a regular ZTE Open. I don't know if there's anything special about that or not. I know uh, I was looking at the specs of this device a while ago and. It's, it's not what you would expect out of a common phone. Most phones nowadays are lots of RAM, lots of storage, uh, really fast quad-core processor, whatever. 
And this one's pretty much just simple. It's a 3.5 inch touchscreen, uh, 320 by 480. So it's not a great resolution. I mean, it's about the same as what my phone has currently, the Galaxy S2. Um, it's got a Qualcomm chips, uh, Snapdragon chipset, so it's 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 good. I like Qualcomm. Um, only a Cortex A5 though, so. It's, like I was saying earlier, I think mostly a lot of this is designed to be a lower power, cheaper, a cheaper device. So that way it's readily available. If you want a smartphone, you want something that's different, something uh, that's cheap and easily, uh, easily accessible, this will be your device. And since this is a, it's an unlock, but this is, this is from Asia. This comes all the way from Asia. Mm-hmm. Looks like I don't know if this is a is this a GSM phone or no? I believe it is. Okay, yes. so so it's so you can connect it to an existing GSM network and it'll be fine. But And it's a single core processor, so it's not. But it's one gigahertz, so it's not going to be like horrible. But and there are no reviews for it either, so doesn't sound like it's something that's commonly used here in the U.S. But it is available. Well, and Samsung or not Samsung? I don't know what I'm thinking. I'm jumping forward. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, Firefox, uh, Mozilla's been trying to uh, push this phone out slowly, not 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 so much as a in-your-face kind of thing like uh, iOS and a lot of the other companies that develop uh, Android phones are just kind of throwing them at you, just like, hey, buy this phone, buy this phone, buy this phone. There's no ads or anything for it yet, so Samsung, or Mozilla's kind of just kind of slowly rolling it out in the market, trying to get a little bit more of the uh, market share slowly. Right now, their biggest thing that they have going for them is their web browser, and it competes very heavily with Fire or Google Chrome. So, and a lot of the, a lot of the things that they do are very similar. Like they have a uh, background sync process that you can do with their uh, web browser, just like Google Chrome. So, so that, this this thing, um, this this thing is perfect if people are wanting. A cheap smartphone and something that's a little lighter and different. So, and plus, they want to make sure that everything's nice and stable, I suppose. Um, and there are, of course, other other systems out there. There was Bada, which was a an initiative from Samsung, and Tizen, however. Tizen, Tizen, however it's pronounced, um, which is backed by the Linux Foundation, which started as Migo, but that, but Migo kind of, uh, kind of went went uh, by the wayside, so it became a new initiative, which Samsung basically merged uh, Bada into. But now we're we're finding out, you know, this other OSs haven't seemed to be able to have taken off like Android and iOS have been. Um, but they are out there. 
Well, and what you have to look at when it comes to that is that um, about, oh, what, four or five years ago, 2009 was when the smartphone market was kind of getting ready to start. I mean, tablets were out there a little bit. It's when uh, um, little netbooks were the most popular popular trend, new trend out and uh, Android had slowly been coming out to the market. Android and uh, Apple were the ones that truly started up that trend and Linux, uh, Android is Linux based, but there hasn't been any other Linux phones up until now where Ubuntu Touch is coming out and then Firefox is, I'm assuming, Linux based. I haven't looked into it yet, but um, I, I believe I believe Firefox OS uses a very light uh, Linux kernel, but um, but uh, the thing the thing of it is, um, even even Ubuntu Touch uses a um, uses a, a fork of the Android subsystem that uses. It uses uh, Synergy Mod as its as its base, so they don't have to um, and according to Wikipedia, based on Linux kernel, but um, for Firefox OS. But the, the thing of it is, there um, even Ubuntu touches it uses the Synergy Mod kernel of memory serves so that they don't have to try to find drivers um, just for just for that operating system for various devices so um, there, there's been delays with teasing adoption in Russia so that's not going to be happening this year it was supposed to have been this great victory and that kind of went by the wayside, and and Ubuntu Touch is still kind of getting delayed. They're they're kind of sort of moving towards release to manufacturing, from what I've looked at. And and I don't know. Have you you haven't tried Ubuntu Touch yet? Have you? No, I haven't. Um, I know I originally tried to run it on my uh, the Linux side of this desktop I'm on right now, and. Uh, I think I had some issues with it. I can't remember exactly, but um, it's you can try it out if you have. Uh, I think originally it was 12.04 LTS, and I think they ported it to 14.04 now, so you should be able to run it. You had originally you had to build it by yourself, but I think it's a downloadable binary package now, so you should you shouldn't have to build it. Oh, absolutely. But it, it, it's just there, there's all delays taking longer than anticipated. Maybe not having enough developer developers working on it, and and everything else. And and with the marketing campaign with with the edge, which didn't didn't succeed because they didn't meet their actual goal, even though it smashed fundraising records. I think they had it set way too high, in my opinion. 
yeah, it was it was a much too unrealistic uh, goal. Um, I honestly think they should have not made, not halved it, but should have hit uh, gone for maybe a twenty thousand or twenty five thousand mark rather than or was it million twenty five million mark instead of thirty two million or whatever right. their goal was. I mean, it was it was good. It was very very ambitious, and it's uh, something that the Ubuntu project has always been. It's always been ambitious. So it's always been up in your face. Like, look at us. We're something new. We, we want you to give us a try. Try us out. So it's, it's, it's good and bad at the same time. And there now, there's now a discussion of a separate branch for RTM status, which um, and they're talking about BQ, Mizu, Meizu phones, you know, for a select few, and all of a sudden, it's just so. There's there's delays, and there are other mobile system. There's another mobile system out there, uh, Windows Phone, but not everybody's been. Some some people like it, and others. Um, I haven't encountered very many people who use Windows Phone on an occasion, but not very often. Um, some people like it. Other people, like they're on a major carrier like Verizon, and they suddenly discover that their phone is mysteriously rebooting for no apparent reason, and it just keeps doing that, and they get aggravated with it. Um, I haven't, you know, I, I briefly see screens of them running on the tile interface and everything else and um, have you had that much experience with them or not really not really um, I've been wanting to try it out but I haven't had a chance so I've mostly been focusing a lot of my efforts on Android partially from an Android programming class and being a developer and uh, uh, I've looked into Firefox OS a little bit and it, for the most part, it's interesting. I would like to get the chance to look at some of the others, but like I said, I had trouble with Ubuntu Touch, and then just I don't have any availability for devices or anything else for any of the other operating systems. Um, do you do you think the constant delays in the other um, OSs getting out there will kind of make it more difficult for them to gain any foothold in any markets or? It's going to be extremely difficult for them to get any sort of foothold in the market. Right now, I think the only group that has the chance would be Mozilla, with uh, them already having Firefox phones on the market. And uh, a big target for a lot of these other open operating systems and everything else has been overseas, because a lot of people that are traveling or that live overseas instead of in the United States where we're at, where we're based, is uh, they want more than just one SIM card. So that way, if you travel to another country, you can still use your same phone on a different carrier, go get a pay-as-you-go plan if you go to another place, and it'll be easy, and you won't have to uh, just take out your SIM card. You just have the other SIM card in there, and you can just transfer between carriers real easily. And uh, that's that's one of the selling points of the Ubuntu Edge, was they were trying to get a a uh, dual SIM phone that way you could travel, do whatever with it. It'd have plenty of power, a good resolution, lots of storage. But like I said, they, they just had that mark way too high. And and 
and ironically, I think we're going to be seeing more more mobile devices being used, which will bring us to kind of you know the the big big you know twenty thousand dollar question in a moment. Um, even Bill Gates himself of Microsoft, in an interview for Playboy magazine, kind of predicted, and I, I did a I did a paper on him in high school and. And I, I did very well on that paper, even though looking back on that paper now, it's like, man, this paper sucked. But, <laughs> but, um, I, but I noticed that I remembered that article where he talked about something called the wallet PC, where you would be able to validate entryway into events instead of presenting a ticket. You would be able to present like something like this and. Hey, take a look on here. I paid. Um, let me in. That sort of thing. You know, he he was one of the things that he talked about a lot of was uh, mobile devices with with it, with some sort of input, like a little stylus pen or something like that. Um. So even he saw saw the need for a mobile mobile convention in some in the future. This was this article was years and years ago, right in the midst of a whole antitrust thing. Um, I just found it I, I found it interesting. Going wait, I, re- I remember this. Um, but uh, what are your thoughts on that? Do you do you see more mobile devices coming into fruition? And if so, are they going to start replacing? You know the functionality we're used to on a desktop on a more regular basis, or is it just more of a supplementation, or maybe a bit of both? I think, I think the biggest focus is it's just going to be a supplemental device. Um, like right now, uh, most people have a tablet. They probably have a tablet and a smartphone and a desktop or a uh, laptop for their computing needs, and. Uh, uh, a smartphone mostly focuses on something that you can just carry around in your pocket, used for phone calls and everything else. And then, if if uh, you were saying earlier about using your phone for uh, entryway into a uh, like a concert or a, a stadium of some sort for a sporting event or whatever, uh, Apple's got apps out there for that already. You can buy your ticket or whatever online. And it's uh, I don't remember what it is, but I th- and I also think there's a uh, something for that on Android as well. You can buy all your stuff online. Just you present like a QR code that's scannable, and all they have to do is scan that code, or you you show them the receipt on your phone, and they'll be like, okay, you can go in. But uh, I think that's mostly what phones are going to be focusing on, and then tablets. Tablets might be the uh, uh, more of a thing that we'll have to worry about in the future of taking more and more of the uh, usage of desktops away because uh, one of the biggest pushes that Intel's been doing lately is two-in-one devices over the last year or two years or so. And, uh, like, for example, uh, Asus had a tablet out a couple of years ago. My fiance actually has it. It's the uh, Asus Transformer Pad Infinity and Prime and that whole series. Now oh, they yeah. have a Windows version of it out, and I can't remember if it's x80. I think it's x86 Windows, not Windows RT. So, uh, 
it's basically just like a laptop or something else, but it's it's got a keyboard where you can actually attach the tablet into the keyboard and you type on it. It doesn't have a mouse or anything, but it's got a touchpad on that built-in keyboard that you can plug into it, where you can take it off and carry it around like a tablet like you normally would. And uh, that's that's one of those biggest things that Intel's been pushing the last couple of years is two-in-one device, a device that can function as a tablet and a laptop. And so they're breaking those barriers down and slowly converging into uh, taking some of the usage of uh, desktops and laptops away. I don't, I don't think it'll completely push them out of the market, but slowly it is, it is taking some of the use away of it. Like, and and I've I've seen like I remember the initiative of uh, Ubuntu for Android, which they then you know Ubuntu Touch instead, where you dock the device to. And and it hooks up to a monitor of some sort, mouse and keyboard. You have a full-fledged desktop. Uh, one one of the interesting obstacles that was you know brought up because I, I asked the question on, um, I asked that, the, the question, do you think tablets will replace notebooks, netbooks? Uh, one person was like possibly netbooks. Um, another person um, said possibly uh, PCs in the long run, um, all, all the way to, you know, what you mentioned earlier, the Asus Prime, where you can dock it to a keyboard uh, touchpad combination. But uh, one person, one person um, who's a businessman pointed out that it may cut into the market a bit, but... Um, You need a full keyboard and people that know how to use them, and also pointing out that uh, businesses today they're they're not gonna they're still to this day not gonna fully rely on a wireless network. They're gonna have hardwired networks still even to this day, and, that, and that's especially true for like larger corporate environments too, uh, because the the big challenge if you have a large corporation and you have a wireless network. The, the bigger that network, the more vulnerable it is being broken into, the easier the packets are to crack in order to gain access to said network. The less, ironically, the less the smaller the wireless network, the more time it takes to crack the network's password. <laughs> so... So that, that's some of the obstacles that are out today. Um, I'm thinking might see more and more docking solutions and the idea of docking making a comeback because back back when portables were you know just starting to take off, there were docking stations and everything else to add extra ports and, or even extra hardware to give the whole thing more oomph. But... But then it just went by the wayside as as notebooks got more powerful. Uh, where do you, where do you see this stuff heading in the future? Like besides maybe supplementation. I don't know. I think I think there might be more docking solutions like a, like you were saying just a little bit ago. Um, personally, I've been wanting to try and get a docking solution for my own phone because. Um, uh, and so far, one of the only popular phones out there that have a docking solution is the Asus Pad Phone, and then Motorola had one a while back. The uh, Artix, I believe it was, 
had a basically like a tablet display. You could slide the phone in behind the tablet, plug it in, and then you could play on a tablet like you would, but it's actually your phone running everything. And Asus Pad Phone is the, the very same thing, except uh, but, uh, like the Artix, the uh, Pad Phone is strictly limited to AT&T, so it's only one carrier, and I'm on T-Mobile. So, <laughs> I'd like to see more of that out there, and I think I think that trend might pick up a little bit. I can't I can't honestly say how far. I I have a feeling it might drop off in the end, and something else might come up because um, uh, with uh, Android L coming out, there's um, uh, if you've looked at Google's site or anything, LG and uh, Samsung are both releasing. Android Wear devices, which are basically a watch that goes around your wrist, that like through Bluetooth or any other things, commutes, communicates with your phone. Like you can, like if you wanted to check a message on your phone or something, and you don't want to pull your phone out of your pocket, you're jogging or whatever, you could just lift up your watch, tap your wrist, and then swipe. Oh, absolutely! Talk to somebody through your wrist or whatever. I mean, it's it's something that I think I'd probably enjoy. I used to wear a watch a lot, but. Uh, I don't so much anywhere because I have my phone. So right. if I had a smart watch, like I, I think the uh, LG G watch is running for about two hundred dollars. I mean, they are expensive because, of course, it's it's another smartphone basically strapped to your wrist that communicates with your other smartphone that you have in your pocket. So I mean, it's just a device, another device, and another device. Things that are all communicating together. It's it's getting a little crazy with how that's going, but. I, I, it's an interesting trend, and I think that probably will pick up more than the docking solution will. And, and it's kind of interesting you mentioning intercommunication between devices because um, I was looking for a possible possible you know solution to do specific functions on my phone. And the interesting part is I was able you know I'm able to access the Google Play Market on my Chromebook pull the app up and say, okay, I'm going to install this, and, there, and ask which device it listed my actual device, I hit, I clicked install on the Chromebook, and then it it installed on the phone. So, so I guess that's another way that, you know, Android and Chrome OS are kind of, kind of, you know, connecting together to a point, so to speak. I thought it was very, very interesting, and and I and I I tried tried you know recording the episode last week, saving it, um, encoding it into MP3, and then using an FTP client to upload it to the website. The upload failed, so I had to transfer the file itself to my desktop, encode it from you know, set it up from there. And then upload from the desktop to the website, and it worked then. So, so, so if I'm wanting to do more and more productivity stuff on something like this, then it's going to be a little while before that can happen, and it would have to be a device that I can possibly turn into a desktop temporarily. Um, so, but I, I, I do like the multifunction style devices and being able to do a lot of stuff. This, this phone that I have, the Note 3, replaces a lot of, a lot of stuff that I 
you know would be trying to use like a camcorder or a or just a camera to take pictures with. I can even take notes on it too if I wanted to, which I do from time to time. So it's just I don't know. It's just it, it's an interesting proposition how these tiny devices have so much power in them now, and how they can be used for all sorts of things. So exciting things, really. Oh yeah, very very exciting. Especially with some new features coming from like Apple's latest mobile OS, um, the ability to use you know you know how how on some banking apps you can actually take pictures of your checks for depositing them, and then it can process it from there. Uh, Mac rumors has noted some. New possible features in iOS 8. Uh, ba- battery battery issues aside in the beta, which apparently there have been. Um, there's the they have the Find My Phone, which, but there's also the credit card scanning. Um, the Safari has the ability to utilize the camera to scan in. Your credit card numbers for making an online purchase, so you don't have to manually enter your card number. So it's just like basically it has a screenshot saying picture public position card in this frame, and bam, and you can also hide. You can also hide images and such from your photos app, phone call, and. And here, here's the one thing that's kind of interesting, and I'm surprised no other carrier is really doing this. Um, T-Mobile's the only one I've encountered that does Wi-Fi dialing, and I do not know why. Um, there, but it's going to have Wi-Fi calling in built in. Um, T-Mobile has already had this feature. Other they say other carriers will have it, but I haven't encountered it even on AT&T. But but that's but then again, I I just encountered it on T-Mobile. T-Mobile directly has their Wi-Fi dialing uh, capability in case your signal's low already. So. And of course, there's downloading apps through Siri, but I, I thought the taking pictures of your credit card for an online purchase was interesting in and of itself. Although now you have to keep an eye on your cards a little bit more in case uh, some jerk decides to try to pull a fast one, but that's neither here nor there. Um, your thoughts on this? Uh, I think it's interesting that the uh, the trend of the, a lot of these apps are going being able to like use your camera to pick up your uh, information, um, and uh, iOS eight's got a lot of features like that that's built into it. So it's I think a lot of that's probably going to pick up a little bit. Like another thing on the most recent iPhone, I think the iPhone five S, the uh, home button 
now it's got a fingerprint scanner built into it, which uh, you can interact with that and use it to like uh, check your pulse and stuff like that. I know I was able to do that with the camera on one of my other phones with Android, and uh, it's it's weird how it does. That. I don't. I'm not sure exactly how it does it, but it's it's very interesting. Well, and right right now. Um I, I think things are going to get a lot more interesting. Um, and like I said, there, a whole new world has opened up. Um, we'd like some feedback. What What are your thoughts on all of this? Do you have a mobile device? Do you use it more than you use your computer? Um, do you think it's going to kind of take over the world? Um <laughs> Um, what are your thoughts? Just let us know. You can comment on our various pages, social networking pages, and what have you. Uh, you can even comment on this video once it's fully published after our session is done. Um, but... Uh, But yeah, this. Um, but uh, wow. So with that in mind, it just kind of we, we were going really well, and then boom, it just kind of went. Through, but that's okay. Um, entertain yourself, educate yourself, empower yourself. Um, I'm Thomas. And I'm Stephen Tompkins. Uh, let us know what future ideas you have for a podcast. Um, guests we should interview. We really would be interested in that. And until next time, um, we'll see you later. See you guys.